Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with franchise author and franchise expert and the president of Franchise Beacon, Michael Peterson. And whether you're looking to start or grow an existing franchise, Franchise Beacon offers the expertise and services that can help guide your franchise business to success. And we're going to talk to Michael about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of all in one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with franchise author, franchise expert, and the president of Franchise Beacon, Michael Peterson. And whether you're looking to start a franchise or grow an existing franchise, Franchise Beacon offers the expertise and services that can help guide your franchise business to success. Hi, Michael. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty, how's everything today? Everything's going well, Michael. It's great to finally have you on the show. We always like to ask our guest, Michael, where are you calling from today? <laughs> sure. Uh, great question. Well, I think I told you before, I've kind of lived all around the world in you know, 12 yeah. states and three countries. Uh, I spent a year recently in the beautiful city of Cali, Colombia. But a year wow. ago, like this week, I came back stateside and I landed in Dallas. 
Uh, I have two franchisors that I represent here. And so uh, I came here to be closer to them and be talking to you from sunny Irving, Texas right now in the DFW marketplace. Oh, that's fantastic. It's actually a beautiful day here, too, in Pennsylvania, Michael. We had such a long winter <laughs> here, so it's fine. it finally feels like spring or actually almost summer already for the air conditioner already. So it, it's, it's, that's fantastic. So before we even get into franchising, Michael, I mean, you have, you know, in studying your background, I mean, you have a pretty heavy background in entrepreneurship, <laughs> right? You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure, I do. And it's actually, um, you know, it really helps when I talk to new or prospective uh, franchisees or franchisors that mm-hmm. I do have a pretty heavy background in uh, entrepreneurship. I've, you know, I've kind of done what other people are considering doing. So I had my first real business, if you will, uh, when I was 17. Yeah. Uh, I was a partner in a sales organization. We had three offices throughout the state of Montana. Um, I did three-year stint in the Army, but other than that, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. That's great. It's, you know, it sounds so young now, too, doesn't it, Michael? I don't know if you, but 17, I said, God, it sounds like, you know, what a young age. I just hit my 50th <laughs> birthday, you know? So it sounds like, you say, God, 17 years old, you know, when I was looking at that, I said, you know, that's amazing. It's just such a young age. So I, I think that's fantastic. So, you know, in, in looking at your background, I mean, over the last 12 years or so, Michael, I mean, through, you know, franchising has really been your thing. And you have a book out. It's called How and Why to Franchise Your Business. And you teach about franchise development through a couple of large franchise associations, um, the IFA, uh, IFPG, which I'm very familiar with. And you write a lot about franchising. It's, it's obviously become your passion. So how did mm-hmm. you first get involved in the industry then? Sure, sure. And, and you're right. It is, uh, it is an industry I'm very passionate about. I actually kind of dipped my toe into it in 2005. Uh, my business partner, uh, Charles Franklin, and I were running a marketing company, and one of our clients uh, was a windshield replacement com- uh, company based out of Phoenix. Right. And they, uh, they were relying on us for a lot of things, and they wanted to check out this franchising thing. So Charles had been a right. franchisee years before in the uh, you know, wireless cell phone stores. Um, and that was kind of the extent of our knowledge, but we started digging and researching and helping put together an offering. Um, and then we actually, through some contacts of Charles, we introduced him to their first franchisee, which did not turn out how most franchisors normally do. Uh, the franchisee right. bought him out. Uh, okay. So they had one franchisee, and then they became the uh, largest uh, windshield replacement, or second largest in the country, and didn't franchise. Wow. About two years later is when I really uh, you know, got involved in franchising. Uh, Charles right. and I were asked to start up a, uh, head up the franchise development of a, what it then was a startup company called Play and Trade Video Games uh, and really yeah. launch their franchise side. And the franchisor actually ran the same team, was ran by the same team that Charles was a franchisee with 10 years ago uh, or 10 years prior to that. Uh, so we, we did. We, we jumped into it. That's fantastic. So play and trade. I mean, they, they, you know, I remember that. I mean, they got pretty big. I remember seeing them all over the place, Michael. I mean, we've been doing the show now 11 years. So, you know, right, right before the big recession hit. So it seemed like you guys were growing like crazy. Would you say that's accurate? And how did all of that happen? Um, yeah, the crazy is the right word. Uh, honestly, the growth was unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. We were based in Orange County, California. Uh, in 2006, we had four stores open. In 2008, we were listed as the fastest-growing company in Orange County with revenues at $7 million and 2,000% year-over-year growth. Um, just to put a little perspective on that, that same year, Video yeah. uh, was number four uh, as the fastest-growing wow. companies in Orange County, and they'd been number two the previous year. So we were growing like crazy. Um, 
we opened on average a, a location every day for about 400 days. Uh, so we got a lot of stores open. Uh, and then, you know, the recession hit. Uh, unfortunately for us, the timing yeah. was worse than most uh, because right. at the exact same time, the video games went from the console to the cell phone, right? That's about when Angry right. Birds came out, if you remember that. Um, of course. And so all of a sudden, video games went from, you know, your TV to your pocket. And so it was like a recession inside of a recession. Yeah, that's something. So you, you told me before, uh, Michael, that um, that was when you actually moved out of franchise sales, and then you moved into franchise legal. And, you know, that seems like an interesting move. You, you have actually held a lot of different positions in franchising. Maybe you could quickly talk about, you know, the various roles that you've held in franchising. Sure, sure. It was an, an interesting move. Uh, it was a necessary one. I had zero uh, background in legal, but the company was going right. through some legal problems and needed a business mind, not a legal mind there. Um, so I spent about a year as the legal liaison for play and trade, um, took care of some legal issues they were having with the state of California and some franchisees. And then I went from there and took over the franchise support department. Um, shortly after that, we merged that department with training and I was uh, heading up training and support for new and existing franchises. And right. then, you know, eventually I was uh, basically uh, running the company. I was the chief administrative officer, oversaw the day-to-day -day functions of the organization. Uh, so that was my career, you know, there at Play and Trade. And then Charles, right. uh, who was there with the company at the time, in fact, he was the chief development officer. Uh, in 2013, we decided to focus on this little side business that we had been running called Franchise Beacon uh, full-time. Right. And then as the president of Franchise Beacon, you know, I've worked with small companies, launching them into the franchise space. Uh, I've worked with large franchisors, helping them bring their recruitments kind of you know, next level. Uh, right. We've designed and implemented training programs, written FDDs, and all that stuff. That's fantastic. But, so, I mean, you may But like, I have seen franchise okay. sales the whole time. Uh, I've also focused on franchise sales the whole time. So it's always been kind of my passion. Right, right. That's fantastic. So, I mean, you mainly work with franchisers, but for our franchisee audience, Michael, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. I mean, you can really bring a different perspective because it sounds like, you know, you've looked at franchising from literally every angle. So what advice would you give our listeners that are thinking of becoming franchisees? Yeah, and so what's interesting is, you know, the advice that I would give to a prospective or new franchisee, a prospective franchipreneur, uh, uh, is the same advice that I would give to uh, prospective or new franchisors. There's just a ton of crossover. How, how so, um, Michael? Like in what way? Yeah. Let, let me give you a few examples. I tell franchisors to be really careful about awarding franchisees to individuals that are so passionate about the business model right. that they don't ask the right questions. Right. Um, and right. as somebody who ran a video game franchise or I saw firsthand, I mean, those are some really passionate people. And what happens when somebody's so passionate about the industry or product as a consumer that they don't do their due diligence as an owner? Um, right. Now, nothing that I do or say is going to convince someone to get into a business that they find boring and I don't want to. Mm -hmm. Don't get so fired up about the business model or the industry or the growth that you don't, you know, Look under the hood. Um, right. Another example is when I'm working with a franchise prospect, I make sure that the franchisor gets comfortable with all of the players. Um, I've ran into situations in the past where there was a silent investor, and I'm using air quotes here, in a franchise okay. uh, that ended up calling all the shots. Uh, 
unfortunately, that person hadn't gone through training uh, and didn't really have goals that were aligned with the franchisor. And, you know, they wouldn't have been approved, honestly, and the one I'm thinking of wouldn't have been approved as a franchisee. That same advice stands for a prospective franchisee. When you're looking at a franchise, don't just talk to me. You know, don't just talk to the development team. Um, and, and it's not because franchise salespeople are dishonest. Uh, by and large, they're not. You can't survive in this business without a super high level of integrity. Uh, but franchise development people are often disconnected, you know, from the day-to-day -day ops of the franchise. Right, um, right. And especially when you're looking at a large franchisor, uh, make sure that you speak with all the players, the people in charge of training, people in charge of support, finance, real estate, everything that's going to impact your business. Um, now, you know, one of, one of the franchises I work with, uh, building kids is a preschool. Um, and in that case, you know, those, all of those hats are worn by mainly by three people. So if you're working with a young uh -huh. franchisor, you might be talking to the same person, and that's fine. Right. But just right. make sure you're spending time with the people that you're going to be interacting with for the next 10, 20 years. Yeah, because that's a long time, isn't it, Michael? 10, 20 years. You know, it needs a long <laughs> commitment. You know, I like how you mentioned, you know, to look under the hood. You know, I think that's such a, a great analogy, you know, for, for buying a franchise. One of the questions I get all the time, because I've been doing this show now, it's going to be 12 years in November, Michael. It, it, I always get the question, what's the best franchise to buy right now? How do you typically answer that question? <laughs> yes, I, I'm sure over 12 years you've uh, heard that a lot, and there's always that hot yes. thing on the market, right, whether it's yogurt right. or cell phones or whatever it is. Uh, and it's tempting, uh, of course, for me to answer by mentioning one of my brands. Um, sure. But the fact is there is no such thing. I, uh, you know, something I realized in my play and trade days is that, um, and I say these words now to every prospective franchisee and franchisor, there is no perfect franchisor. There's no perfect franchisee. Right. What we're looking for is to get as close as we can to the perfect match. And how does one go about finding that, that, that perfect match, Michael? <laughs> right. Um, lots of due diligence. Uh, and, again, yeah. what I'm going to tell you is the other side of what I would tell a franchisor, kind of the other side of the coin. Um, it actually amazes me how many franchisors bring in a franchisee that they feel is the right fit but they right. haven't quantified why they feel that um, and what, you know, what, what the needs are from that franchisee. So I tell a young franchisor, first figure out who won't work in your business or who, they, uh, you, know, who you don't want to work with. Um, right. Maybe that's someone with no sales background or maybe it's someone with only a sales background uh, you know, or someone with too much or too little executive experience or something like that. So, the reverse side of that for, for a prospective franchisee is first decide what you don't want to do. Now, that might be your day-to-day -day life. It might be the industry. It might be the size of the franchisor. You know, maybe you don't want to sell. Uh, maybe you don't want to have a right. ton of employees. Uh, maybe you don't want to work from home. I love working from home, by the way, but some people sure. don't. Um, right, right. Maybe you don't want to be in an industry that's heavily regulated or, you know, exceptionally, uh, you know, has a lot of disruptors or maybe you don't want to serve alcohol. You know, there's so many sure. different things you could say, don't right. want to do this. Right. And then uh, next thing I would tell a franchisor is decide what you have to have, you know, things like net worth, background, education. Uh, for a franchisee, it's decide what you're able to do, um, you know, based on your financing ability. If they, you know, if you want to go full time, do you want to keep your job? How long can you afford to go without an income? Um, and, right. you know, are you comfortable relocating? One of the brands I work with requires actually not one, but two relocations. So are you comfortable with relocation? Um, and then finally, and I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta stress this. This should be the last step. What do you want to do? 
you know, what passions are in your life, uh, what passions in your business do you have, what type of work-life balance is important to you, um, and what role do you want to play within your business. And if you start kind of with that exercise, you'll be ready to start looking at franchisors, really knowing what you're looking for and just instead of just poking at them and saying, hmm, I wonder if this looks like a good fit for me. That's a great, you know, I've never heard that, you know, in all the, the 12 years I've been doing the show, Michael, you know, is, is to look at it from the reverse side, you know, is, is, it's really actually, it's very clever, you know, what don't you want to do, you know, because, you know, for years in doing the show, you know, a lot of the, the advice is, always, okay, what do you do want to do, but I, I think that really helps the process, doesn't it, by saying, okay, what don't you want to do, you know, I think that's even, I think it makes it a little bit easier, you know, almost in like finding that right match, you know, so I, I think that's, that's fantastic. So, so what's on your radar right now, Michael? I mean, what are some exciting spaces in the franchising industry? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and forgive me, there's a truck driving by my office, so oh, I okay. just got loud. <laughs> um, there's a few <laughs> obvious ones, right? Uh, senior care is an industry that's growing and is going to continue to grow for decades. 10,000 yeah. people a day hit 65 years of age. Yeah. Um, we've all got to eat. So food isn't going right. anywhere. And, in fact, it's getting more segmented, uh, which allows more businesses to enter. Um, you know, so you think about pizza. Fifteen years ago, there right. was pizza. Now there's like six different types of pizza franchises, and each one right. of them, you know, have right. really strong growth potential. But yeah. for me, there's actually two things that are really on my radar personally, and that's early, ed- uh, early education and uh, experience-based mm. franchising. Um, we, you know, in the last 10 years or so, this economy has changed a lot to an experience-based economy. I personally think that has to do with uh, the fact that we document our whole lives now on social media. Uh, so you always want something to share, right? Uh, so that's why right, you see a franchise right. or like rock and jump. I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, indoor. Sure. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay. Um, or, you know, to get a little more on the adult uh, side, uh, Pino's Palette a place where you drink sure. wine and have an art class, right? They're growing right, exponentially right. because they're delivering an experience. And by the way, I have nothing right. to do with either of those two brands. Um, but I recently, about six months ago, started representing a brand called Game Truck, which is a, a mobile okay. arcade franchise. And I was super excited about that because people are spending so much more of their disposable income on experiences and memories. Yeah. So that's yeah. one thing, you know, experiential is huge. And then the other one is children. Um, as we become more of a global yeah. economy, we're starting to realize that we are way behind in this. The U.S. is 27th in the world in early childhood education. Um, so building kids franchise, when I met that, when I met them, which was just as they were launching their franchise, I was really excited to start talking to them. They're a preschool franchise. Uh, they've been around mm-hmm. since 2015. Uh, their growth has been phenomenal. Um, all their schools have waiting lists. And I believe that's because there's a huge unmet demand in that market. So, and it doesn't have to be preschool, you know, tutoring, anything right. that's really impacting that early type of childhood education, I think is not going anywhere. Yeah. I, I would agree with all those industries that, and, and the ideas that, that you suggested, Michael, you know, I mean, those, I, I mean, I think are great uh, industries and franchises. Well, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Michael, is, I, you know, you and I have been doing this a long time now. You know, I mean, I got into franchising, I guess it was back in like 1999. And, you know, so there have been a lot of changes, you know, over the last like 18, 20 years. So what is the current state of franchising then? I mean, what's the health of the franchise industry in, in 2018? I don't have a 20-year lens. I don't have quite that mm-hmm. long. Uh, but I've been in the business a little over 10 years. Uh, but to me, right now is a really exciting time. 
you know, I, I do a lot yeah. of franchise shows. Um, every franchise show I attend, I see new brands. Uh, and yeah. then I see them coming back the next year, which is awesome. Uh, you know, so not just coming right. and going. Um, and I see new concepts. I walk the halls of these franchise shows, and I look around, and I'm like, huh, I never would have thought that that would be a franchise. Yeah. And then you see them next year, and they're like, we have 200 franchisees. Um, so it's really an exciting time. Um, you know, just some real numbers, and uh, I kind of keep these at my fingertips. In 2016, franchising was uh, accounted for 13.2 million jobs. Uh, $1.6 wow. trillion dollars in economic output, um, and it was 5.8% of our GDP. That's so incredible. I love the industry. I think it's a great time to be in it on either side of the coin, either as a franchisee or a franchisor or as a franchise consultant. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting in going to the shows, Michael. I've always had the same experience. You know, I was always surprised at some of the industries that pop into franchising. But then you say, why not? You know, and then again, you're right. You see them come back the next year, and you say, you know what? I, 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 there is something here. So maybe we can talk a little bit about Franchise Beacon. I mean, um, the book, and you know, what's next for Michael Peterson? I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick before I do, though, based on what yeah. you just said. I had this idea one time for, I saw a breathalyzer in a bar. You know, just, yeah. it was supposedly a game. And I'm like, huh, that would be a cool franchise. I'd just been in franchising about six months. And I'm, whatever, right. the idea went away. Three years later, I saw one at the franchise show uh, in New York. And then the next year, I saw him again. And then I saw him again the next year as one of the, I think they're uh, you know, one of the top 20 fastest growing franchises in the country. So literally, you can franchise anything. And if you've got the right, right business model, it will work. So Franchise Beacon. We our primary thing is we help make franchisors. Uh, to become a franchisor is expensive, uh, and we yeah. try to make sure that the the business owner understands what it takes to become a successful franchisor, and then if they have what it takes, we want to guide them to get there. So we work with them to get the FDD done. We design a right. marketing plan, advertising materials, and then for you know most of our brands, we handle the entire franchise recruitment process. Now we also for other brands, we also just do that just franchise recruitment. Right. Uh, the book, How and Why to Franchise Your Business, is a quick, easy read. It's almost as quick as I just said it. Uh, it's about 120 yeah. pages. Uh, I wrote it because I felt like there was something missing in franchise literature. There's a ton of franchise right. books out there. There's really good ones. I happen to count a few of the authors as personal friends. But yeah. one of the things I felt was missing was some serious, actionable items. Um, so not only do I walk through the process of becoming a franchisor, but you've got real numbers in there, like you know what should you look at for cost per lead, for cost per sale. I've got sample budgets ranging from a couple of thousand dollars a month to a few hundred thousand dollars a year. And you know I have the unique experience of having managed a $2,000 a month franchise recruitment budget and having managed a $500,000 a year franchise recruitment budget. Believe it or not, the book actually even has scripts. So for that uh, initial wow. call, what do you say in the first 90 seconds? I've got it scripted out in there for you uh, to, to look at. Uh, and Great. then to your last question, what's next for Michael Peterson? I actually have uh, a few exciting things going on. Uh, Franchise Beacon is and probably will, you know, for the foreseeable future, remain my main focus. Uh, we're developing some very strong brands. Uh, but I'm also working on my next book. Uh, which is going to be called 20 Questions Every New Franchisor Asks. Uh, wow. I'm developing a lot of content. Right now I'm in the middle of writing what's called the Ultimate Franchise Sales Guide, which is probably going to be a free ebook. 
Um, and so, uh, you know, working on uh, some collaborations with some industry leaders on both of those. Um, and finally, I'm working with a close friend of mine, uh, Brian Birnbaum. One of the companies that I moved here to Dallas to represent was a company called Liquid Capital. And Brian was the founder and president of that company, just retired last week. Uh, they're very large in the franchising business, uh, you know, multinational, 100 franchisees. Uh, so we're launching a new company in the franchise services space. It's called Global Franchise Services Corp. Uh, it's going to provide non-traditional working capital and growth funding for franchisees. So kind of, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's not super hard to get funding right. for a startup franchise. But once you're open, it can be super challenging in those first couple of years to manage cash flow. So that's what we're going to be concentrating on. Brian's been in the space for over 40 years uh, in financing and then in the franchise space for 20. Um, and so I'm stoked to be working with Brian. Again, over the last four years, we've become friends, and, and he, I consider him a mentor, and his experience is amazing. And so I'm excited to be working with him on that. So that's kind of the next thing on my radar. It's, so I, you, if I can guess, I mean, you, you're probably going to be doing this. I imagine, Michael, it seems like the rest of your career, you know, I mean, it, it's it's franchising that you just enjoy. This is your passion. I could see you, you know, have you and I having a conversation 20 years from today, and we'll, we'll probably still be talking about franchising, won't we? <laughs> I don't see myself leaving this industry. I didn't understand this industry until I started into it. But now that I see the potential in it over the last 12 years, I can't imagine myself going anywhere else. And I've kind of made every, you know, I've kind of studied every facet of it, so I'd hate to put that knowledge to bed. So, yeah, I think I'm here for a while. It's such a great service, too, that you provide, Michael, you know, because, you know, I've, you know, we've had a lot of, like, newer concepts on the show over the last 12 years, you know. And, you know, I can see, you know, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, they just, they just don't know where to begin. You know what I mean? And they really need a service like yourself. You know, a lot of times, you know, you'll have a great business, whether it's Tony's Pizzeria, you know, and they realize that they can duplicate the concept all throughout the States. But I mean, franchising is just such a different animal, isn't it? You know, I mean, to leave it up it to the founder of the company, it's, it's, it's very difficult to do on your own, isn't it? It is. And what a lot of potential uh, franchisors do, first thing is they go to an attorney. Right? And I have some really right. strong uh, friends uh, in, the uh, in the franchise attorney space, but they're attorneys. Right. Right? Uh, they, and so exactly. they're guiding you on the legal side. And so to have somebody that can answer questions on the business side uh, as right. a young franchisor is huge. And I will plug this, by the way, real quick. I do yeah. work with a few very select franchisors as their con actual consultant, but I also do a mm -hmm. lot of free training. So anybody, yeah, I, I love to be there for young franchisors just to, hey, Mike, I got a quick question. You know, what should we do about this? Um, it's it's uh, something that's missing in the industry or, or not, not. There's definitely a gap there, and I love to fill that when I can. That's terrific. What's the best way, Michael, for our listeners to get more information on, on, on everything you do, the book, the services? I mean, are there a couple of websites that they can go to to get more information? Yeah, so, I mean, starting point is Franchise Beacon, right? www.franchisebeacon.com. Beacon is okay. spelled like a lighthouse. Uh, you okay. know, if you Google Michael Peterson and franchising, uh, you'll find a ton of stuff. Make sure you put the word franchising in. I didn't kill my wife, and I'm not a country singer, uh, and those are the two most popular <laughs> Michael Petersons. <laughs> uh, but if you throw the word franchising behind it, you'll find me, uh, my LinkedIn and my Facebook and my websites and all that good stuff. That's fantastic. Well, I really enjoyed having you. And the franchise beacon as well. 
Okay, that's fantastic. I really enjoyed having you on this show, Michael, and I'm going to have to invite you back because uh, I have more questions for you, you know, as, as you continue to grow. And, and, again, you're going to be doing this a long time. We're hoping to do the podcast another 10 years. So it's great to have you on the show today. Marty, I appreciate the time and I appreciate the opportunity, and let's do it again. You got it, Michael. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. 
Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing franchise interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. What um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them Nick. We call them aspiring franchisepreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also I guess starts with a letter F. So you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise, and I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit. Is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In, in other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives? Uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business. Uh, the second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, right. whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough in their inner circle to say, I told you so. You want them to you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity, and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so it, you got to have you know uh, an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy. Uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Uh-huh. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, the, in, in, in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it uh, their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is uh, is going to be successful long term. They need to really take into account those factors. 
That's yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber's been in there a couple of times, but we're gonna put that one in there because I haven't heard that in in, in over a decade, and I, okay. I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really your business you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know. It, but you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there. You know, like family support. You know, and even at fun. I haven't heard that. You know, but it should be an enjoyable business, and you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers. I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, you know, there, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join the gym, you've got fitness yeah. goals. You get access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know, fellow franchisees that you can you know hold each other accountable with. But you still got to show up and put in the effort to uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those those factors come into play. Once you decide that you know you do like them. You know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It was great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing it now over 10 years and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone so thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you again soon with another edition of great quotes and franchising sponsored by franchise interviews take care everyone franchise interviews from eastern pennsylvania to sydney australia you're listening to franchise interviews franchise interviews